What is up, everybody, and welcome back to your daily dose of reality. I'm Tyler. I'm Hunter. And today we're jumping back into the next part of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Promise, guys, not every episode is going to be this, but it is an important topic and we wanted to get through it. We're almost done. We're, we're almost like, done. This is like part four or five. We got like, like two episodes left. Anyways, this is subchapter three, public accommodations and services operated by private entities. And this is going to be a good... Now, since we will have some talking about this, guys, I am going to skip the definitions because it's pretty self-explanatory. Just give the words. Most people know the definitions. Well, even then, the definitions, all the words are self-explanatory. It's like vehicles, stuff like that. Yeah. So, guys, general rule, uh, prohibition of discrimination by public accommodations. General rule, no individual shall be discriminated against on the basis of disability in the full and equal enjoyment of the goods, services, facilities, privileges, advantages, or accommodations of any place of public accommodation by any person who owns, leases, or leases to, or operates a place of public accommodation. <clears throat> General prohibition activities, the denial of participation. It is discriminatory to subject an individual or class of individuals on the basis of a disability or disabilities of such individual or class directly or through contractual licensing or other arrangements to a denial of the opportunity of the individual or class to participate in or benefit from the goods, services, facilities, privileges, advantages, or accommodations of an entity. You mean to say I get no beer? You know, prohibition? No, 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 I don't, I don't get no not really that. I'm kidding. I know. I know what it means. Participation in unequal benefits. It shall be discriminatory to afford an individual or class of individuals on the basis of a disability or disabilities of such individual or class directly or through contractual licensing or other arrangements with the opportunity to participate in or benefit from a good service, facility, privilege, advantage, or accommodation that is not equal to that afforded to other <clears> individuals. <throat> so you got to be equal. You can't say, well, here, we'll let you do this, but you're not going to get the same things that they're getting. Uh. Uh, it's also, on a side note, it's discriminatory to provide an individual and a individual or class of individuals on the basis of disability. Uh, it's all the same thing there. Uh, or good service, facility, privilege, advantage, or accommodation that is different or separate from that provided to other individuals, unless such action is necessary to provide the individual or class of individuals with a good service, facility, privilege, advantage, or accommodation, or other opportunity that is as effective as that provided to others. So you have to be given the same service unless there is not an option to. Mm -hmm. uh, for purpose of clauses one through three of this subparagraph, sub the term individual or class of individual refers to the clients or customers of the public accommodations that enter into the contractual licensing or other arrangements. Uh, integrated settings, goods, services, facilities, privileges, advantages, and accommodations shall be afforded to an individual with a disability in the most integrated setting appropriate to the needs of the individual. Notwithstanding the existence of separate or different programs or activities provided in accordance with this section, an individual with a disability shall not be denied the opportunity to participate in such programs or activities that are not separate or different. So basically, you, they can't deny someone with disabilities the chance to participate in these things as long as it's possible. Yeah. Now, we're not saying that someone in a wheelchair is going to be given the option to go play, you know, tackle football. Hey. You never know. Touch football, maybe, but not tackle. I don't we think. need a wheelchair football league. We got a basketball league. We need a football league. That'd I'm be sure. interesting to see. Off-road tires. Hey, I'd be there. Uh, it's also going to be discriminatory to exclude or otherwise deny individual, or sorry, equal goods, services, facilities, <clears throat> privileges, advantages, accommodations, or other opportunities to an individual. 
uh, because of the disability of an individual with whom the individual or entity is known to have relationship or association. So say me and Hunter were to go to a restaurant, uh, they cannot deny me access because of him. Well, technically, they can't deny me access. Either. They can't. But the, what it's saying yeah. is they can't deny yeah. someone with or, you know, who knows that person and is associated with that person. Like, like say, me and a future wife go to a restaurant. They can't deny her because of me. Exactly. Uh, discrimination. For purposes of subsection A of this section, discrimination includes the imposition or application of eligibility criteria, uh, a failure to make reasonable modifications in policies, practices, or procedures, yeah. a failure to take such steps as may be necessary to ensure that no individual with a disability is excluded, a failure to remove architectural barriers and communication barriers that are structural in nature. Now, this does not include, again, like if you read through the whole thing, I, I'm kind of shortening some of these definitions because it's all the same stuff. Uh, but a failure to remove architectural barriers and communication barriers that are structural in nature in existing facilities and transportation barriers in existing vehicles and rail passenger cars used by an establishment for transporting individuals, not including barriers that can only be removed through the retrofitting of vehicles or rail passenger cars by the installation of a hydraulic or other lift where such removal is readily achievable and where an entity can demonstrate that the removal of a barrier under Clause 4 is not readily achievable a failure to make such goods, services, facilities, privileges, and accommodations available through alternative methods if such methods are not are readily available. So if it's not possible to remove a barrier yeah. and they can prove it, then they don't have to remove it. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm assuming this also would include, even though it doesn't say it, I'm assuming it would include safety barriers that can't be removed for the safety of everyone. Yeah. Because they're not going to remove a barrier. Like, Example, and I know this doesn't really happen, but say you're on a train and the barrier, like this is just a rough example. You're on a train, the barrier's there to keep people from falling off of the side of the train. Yeah. But a person with a wheelchair needs that barrier removed so they can sit on the train. They're not going to remove that barrier so someone with a wheelchair can sit there yeah. because it puts everyone, including the person in the wheelchair, in danger. But then again, most trains have a special... Most... This this something. was literally just yeah. an example to show yeah. what they were talking about. Yeah. Uh, fixed route systems. Uh, it's considered discrimination for a private entity which operates a fixed route system and which is not subject to Section 12184 of this title to purchase or lease a vehicle. This all goes back to last week when yeah. we discussed the buses and stuff like that. Yeah. Basically, what they're saying is you have to have something if you run a fixed route system that can handle uh, individuals with disabilities. Now that is with a seating capacity in excess of 16 passengers, including the driver that does not include taxis. Taxis are not required because they're individual cars. Yeah. And that, that would also mean why Uber and Lyft are not required to, because they are individual cars. Yeah. <clears throat> and Uber and Lyft also go into the whole, it's an individual driver driving their personal vehicle. So they have the right to refuse. Yeah. Well, technically, taxis shouldn't be able to because they're not a person's vehicle. They're not a person's the personal vehicle, is but it's given by the the company. The company. But for. taxis have that advantage yeah. because of the fact that they don't have a seating capacity in excess of sixteen passengers. Yeah, which is what that was saying. Yeah. Uh, if a private entity which operates a fixed route system, a plus taxis are not a fixed route system. Yeah. Um, which is not subject to Section 12184 of this title, uh, purchases or leases a vehicle with a seating capacity of 16 passengers or less, including the driver, 
for use on such system after the effective date of this subparagraph that is not readily accessible to or usable by individuals with disabilities. It's considered discrimination for such entity to fail to operate such system so that when viewed in this entirety, such system ensures a level of service to individuals with disabilities, including individuals who use wheelchairs, equivalent to the level of service provided blah, 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 provided to individuals without disabilities. So basically what they're saying there is they have to have, if they're running a vehicle that is under that passenger limit, they still need to have another way for handicapped individuals. It may not be on that vehicle, but they are required to have something so it's yeah. not discriminatory. You are required to have yeah. a... Again, that does not include taxis because we're talking about fixed yeah. route systems. Yeah. Uh, demand responsive systems, uh, those are a failure of a private entity which operates a demand responsive system and which is not subject to that title uh, to operate such systems so that when viewed in its entirety, such system ensures a level of service to individuals with disabilities including individuals who use wheelchairs equivalent to the level of service provided to individuals without disabilities and the purchase or lease by such entity for use of such systems of a vehicle with a seating capacity in excess of 16 passengers for which solicitations are made after the 30th day fall. So basically it's saying this is when you have to have it done. Demand responsive systems. What was that's this it's, they have to have it done by a certain time. Yeah. Uh, over the road buses. So there's limitations on these. So an over the road bus is talking about like a charter bus where your baggage compartment is on the bottom and then you have a the seating compartment raised above it. Yeah. Uh, so there's a limitation on applicability for these. Uh, Subparagraphs uh, sub B and C, the previous ones, do not apply to over-the-road buses. Uh, for purposes of this subsection, uh, discrimination includes the purchase or lease of an over-the-road bus, which does not comply with regulations issued under Section 12186A2, of this title by a private entity which provides transportation with individuals and which is not primarily engaged in the business of transporting people and any other failure of such entity to comply with such regulations. So they still have to have a way for handicapped people if they are in the business of transporting people. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> there are charter buses like those over the road buses that are not designed for transporting people as a business. They're designed for like tour buses basically yeah. like a tour bus is a private bus they're not required to have that because it's for whoever the individual who owns it. yeah whereas a charter bus is for transportation they need to have a way to have, for, they need to be handicapped accessible to an extent if it doesn't put the yeah. bus itself in structural yeah. integrity and danger you know uh they do have specific constructions nothing in the sub chatter sub chapter shall require an entity to permit an individual to participate in or benefit from the goods, services, facilities, privileges, advantages, and accommodations of such entity, or such individual poses a direct threat to the health or safety of others. The term direct threat means a significant risk to the health or safety of others that cannot be eliminated by a modification of policies, practices, or procedures, or by the provision of auxiliary aids or services. So they're not required, if, that, if the handicapped person is going to be a direct threat to other people, if they alter the vehicle for that person, they're not required to do it. Yeah. And I'm assuming that is going to be like the extreme cases, you know, like yeah. really extreme. Like, yeah. yes, they're in a wheelchair, but they've also got 10 other carts behind them with all this equipment that's keeping them alive. Yeah, that's extreme, yeah. but they're not going to alter a bus for that. No. And that that is understandable yeah. because that is an extreme. And we are talking an extreme, definite, like an extreme example there, too. Well, most of the people like that medically aren't allowed to get out. They're not out. allowed to transport or they're travel anyway. They're not allowed anyways. to get out anyway. But that's yeah. basically what they're yeah. implying. Yeah. 
uh, new construction and alterations in public accommodations and commercial facilities. So that's all the same as last week. Uh, new facilities have to be handicap accessible, uh, public accommodation accessible. Uh, new constructions have to be. Uh, anything yeah. they're altering also has to be. Yeah. Uh, and that goes for your commercial facilities like restaurants, stores, places like that. <laughs> now, they are limited in what they have to do. Uh, drinking fountains have to be available for handicapped people, bathrooms. Uh, the path of travel to the altered area has to be clear. Telephones. Never seen uh, a handicapped drinking fountain. But... They, it's not that the fountain itself has to be handicapped. It has to be reachable by handicapped people. Yeah. Like, you know, when, for example, our school widens their hallways, that yeah. was, one, to make it more easy for people to get through at the high school. But, yeah. two, it was also for handicapped individuals to make it easier for them to get to areas they needed to go. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, elevators are the same way. Uh, the installation of the elevator for the facilities that are less than three stories or have less than 3,000 square feet per story unless the building is a shopping center, a shopping mall, or the professional office of a healthcare provider, uh, it's not required. They're not required to put an elevator in if that building is under three stories or if it's less than 3,000 square feet per story unless it's a shopping center, a shopping mall, or the professional office of a healthcare provider or unless the attorney general determines a particular category of such facilities requires the installation of elevators based on the uses of such facilities. Well, what if there's something on that second floor that a handicap? They're not required that unless is... it's one of those. So basically what they're saying That's is like bullshit. shopping centers, shopping malls, all of that is required. Yeah. But if you've got like, say, just one of the buildings downtown, yeah. if it's under three floors and it's not, it's less than 3,000 square feet per store, like per story, yeah. they're not required to put an elevator. That's crappy. Now, to be fair, most buildings that are over two floors have an elevator anyways. Well, most buildings that are two floors have an elevator. But that's new. Unless that's they're really, really old. Unless they're old. That, that's yeah. exactly what I was about to say. Uh, the church we used to go to didn't have an elevator until they put it in for you. Yeah. You know? But they're not required to. Yeah. Prohibition of discrimination in specific public transport service provided by private entities. So no individual shall be discriminated against on the basis of disability and the full and equal enjoyment of specific public transportation services provided by a private entity that is primarily engaged in the business of transporting people and whose operations affect commerce. So that, I guess, would tie in with taxi cabs and stuff like that. They do have to have a way for a handicapped individual. It might be certain vehicles that they have to have. Not every car is going to be made available for a handicapped person. Yeah. But they would have certain cars or vehicles that are made you know, for that. Now, I think Uber does get away with that because of the fact people drive their personal vehicles, yeah. which makes sense because no one's going to alter their personal vehicle for a job. But, but with me, I got a vehicle that beats out any of their vehicles, exactly. so I don't need them. Now, there are exceptions to this rule. Historical or antiquated cars. Just like before. Uh they it's, don't have to alter these vehicles. It's just like because the historical of, trains. Exactly. From last week. They don't have to alter them because they're historic or antiquated. And, I mean, that, and it, I that includes rail passenger cars. I wouldn't want them to. No, because they're think. historical and they're meant to be yeah. that way. Or if it's being restored to embody that, then they don't have to alter it as well. Yeah. That's not, that's not anything I have a problem with. Uh, and as well in this, the Office of Technology Assessment 
undertook a study to determine the excess needs of individuals with disabilities to over-the-road buses yeah. and over-the-road bus service. I bet that was a and study. the most cost-effective methods for providing access to the over-the-road buses and over-the-road bus services to individuals with disabilities through all forms of boarding options. The study had to include at a minute. Now, I'm saying at, even though it says will, yeah. because this was way back then. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm assuming this study is probably already over by now. Uh, the study will include, or shall include, at a minimum, an analysis of the following. Anticipated demand by individuals with disabilities for over-the-road buses and bus service. The degree to which such bus and service, including any service required under these sections, are readily accessible to and usable by individuals with disabilities. The effectiveness of various methods of providing accessibility to such <clears throat> buses, the cost of providing accessible over-the-road buses and bus services to individuals with disabilities, possible design changes in over-the-road buses that could enhance accessibility, the impact of accessible requirements on the continuation of over-the-road bus services with particular consideration on the impact of such requirements on such service to rural communities. Uh, in conducting the study required by this subsection, they had to establish an advisory committee, which consisted of members selected from private operators and manufacturers of those buses, members selected from among individuals with disabilities, particularly individuals who use wheelchairs, who are potential riders of such buses. So not just anyone in a wheelchair, someone who might potentially have to ride that bus. Members selected for their technical expertise on issues included in the study, including manufacturers of boarding assistance equipment and devices. The number of members selected under each of the paragraphs one and two had to be equal, and the total number of members selected under these paragraphs shall exceed the number of members selected under paragraph three. The study required by this subsection, along with recommendations by the Office of Technology Assessment, uh, including any policy options or anything like that, uh, had to be within 36 months after July 26, 1990. If the president determined that compliance with the regulations issued pursuant to that subsection uh, of this title on or before the applicable deadline specified uh, in that section of this title will result in a significant reduction in intercity over the bus services, uh, and the president shall extend each such deadline by one year. So if they find out that that is going to cause a really significant reduction in the service, yeah. then they'll extend that deadline so the service is not impeded. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then it's talking about how they had to provide a preliminary draft of the study to the Architectural and Transportation Barriers Compliance Board. Uh, that way they could have an opportunity to comment on the draft and give any comments that would help them as well within 120 days after they receive the draft. And then you get into regulations. Uh, the general rule is not later than one year after July 26, 1990. The Secretary of Transportation had to issue regulations in an accessible format to carry out the sections above of this title and carry out the section 12184 of this title other than subsection A, which is the one where they didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, special rules for providing accesses over the road buses uh, not later than a year after the previous stated date, the Secretary of Transportation had to issue regulations on those buses, uh, which all of this has already been done now. Yeah. Uh, most of those buses that you see now are accessible to people in wheelchairs. Yeah. It may not be the extent of like a, a school bus is, like a handicapped school bus with a lift, yeah. but most of them are made accessible where they can easily get a person in a wheelchair onto the bus. Yeah. Uh, so final requirements, the secretary shall review the study submitted under that section of this title and regulations issued pursuant to subparagraph A 
and not later than a year after the date of the submission of the study, uh, the secretary had to issue an accessible format regulations to carry out that section. So he had to get it at least a year after that, he had to have a format on what would be done to help individuals with wheelchairs and with disabilities. Uh, the effective period on that uh, took effect a year after that date. Yeah. Now, with respect to small providers of transportation, three years after the date was what they were given. So smaller providers who may not have the money to overhaul yeah. their whole thing immediately were given longer time. Yeah. Because <clears throat> not everybody's going to have the money. To... No. Like, if you're a small company that's running one or two buses, trust me, you're I, not going to have the money. As to a that. person who, you know... Uh, and it was the same with restrooms. They were given a certain amount of time to get restrooms. As a as person well. who went and got a a handicapped van of their own it's not even cheap for an individual nope i can only imagine the price it is for a company now hmm. section 1218 exception or sorry 12187 gives exemptions for private clubs and religious organizations uh the provision of the subchapter shall not apply to private clubs or establishments exempted from coverage under title two of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, though, <clears throat> or to religious organizations or entities controlled by religious organizations, including places of worship. So they're not required to overhaul everything. I was, I, I ain't gonna make that joke. I'll be nice. I was gonna make a joke, but I'll, I'll be nice. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll be very, I'll be very, very nice. Now, nothing in this section shall require a person with a disability to engage in a futile gesture. If such person has actual notice that a personal organization covered by this subchapter does not intend to comply with its provisions. So someone who owns a private club or, you know, something like that, they're not required to make it handicap accessible because it's a yeah. private club. Yeah. It's different from like a restaurant where everyone goes. A uh, private club is usually like Disney has a private club in their park. Yeah. Now, Disney has probably made that accessible because it's Disney, but very few people ever get to go in that club. So... Well, have you ever heard? <coughs> you ever heard the price range on that club? Yes, that's why very right. Very few people want to pay that price. <laughs> uh, potential violations: If the attorney general has reasonable cause to believe that any person or group of persons is engaged in a pattern of practice of discrimination, uh, any person or groups who have been discriminated against under the subchapter, uh, they can base, they can take them to court. It's a civil action lawsuit under paragraph one b. Yeah, the court can grant any but equitable relief that such court considers to be appropriate. I, I look at it this way: if I'm a business owner, I want to try to make. Yeah, no, most bu most money, business owners are going to want to make as much, much money, money as, they as can. I can. So therefore, now I would put, you know, some way courts, for a handicapped person to get so in. This is what the courts can do, just because that's extra money. Courts can grant any equitable relief that such court considers to be appropriate, including to the extent required by the subchapter, granting temporary, preliminary, or permanent relief providing auxiliary aid or service, modification of policy, practice, or procedure, or alternative method, and making facilities readily accessible to and usable by individuals with disabilities. Again, this does not follow with the exempted ones. But they may award such other relief as the court considers to be appropriate, that, including monetary damages to persons aggrieved when requested by the Attorney General, and, sorry, got lost where I was for a second, may, to vindicate the public interest, assess a civil penalty under the against the entity in an amount not exceeding $50,000 for a first violation and not exceeding $100,000 for any subsequent violation. Agency note, please see to the department title three 
uh, that actually gives you the most recent civil monetary penalty amounts because that amount has changed. And I believe it's gone up. I want to say that the civil monetary penalty amounts went up to 100000 for the first violation, and I think it's one hundred and fifty to 200000 yeah. for subsequent ones. But, but don't quote me on that. That is just something I think. Yeah. But what I was going to say about the private clubs and stuff, you're not going to see me at a centerfold or something. Well, no. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, we're good there. They can <coughs> they can keep their little center. Uh, especially here around Arkansas. Mm. Don't don't wanna don't wanna see that. No, no. no, no. Uh, <laughs> any person that offers examinations or courses related to applications, licensing, certification, or credentialing for secondary or post secondary education, professional or trade purposes, shall offer such examinations or courses in a place and manner accessible to persons with disabilities, or offer alternative accessible arrangements for such individuals. So they have to give a way for someone with a disability to take those licensing certification stuff like that they can't just say no sorry you're handicapped we can't do that wait does that mean for like driver's licenses i believe it does include that for people with this now you don't see people with wheelchairs getting them as often there are ways well i'm not saying that but uh, because of i have a friend who has a boyfriend who or fiance who is disabled who can drive he just has trouble, like comprehending the written yeah. portions now, and stuff. So I was wondering if there was something to help them out a little bit. At the same time, they're not going to give someone with like a, a brain. Like I have a buddy of mine who was in a wreck when we were yeah. just out of high school, and he has seizures. Yeah, they come whenever. He's not allowed to have a license because he could be driving and have a seizure. Um, well, his, well, the guy I was talking about, his is not like a, a seizure risk. He wouldn't be a risk to anybody. He just has trouble comprehending what he reads. The written. So he's got like dyslexia or something yeah. like that. Normally they he have can, ways because our brother has dyslexia and he was able to do it. Yeah. Which all the tests now are computerized. They're not yeah. written anymore. So yeah. it might be easier, but that... There are ways around it. Yeah. I just, I just didn't know <laughs> because I feel like that's kind of... So that's that whole subject. Discriminatory if you don't because I know a lot of people who could drive, they just struggle yep. comprehending, you know, some stuff. Yeah. And I've heard about uh, years ago, I don't know if they still do it, but somebody, a person, a friend of mine knows, had their test read to them yep they are able to do that so they could so they could understand it. as well the computerized one has the option to play it now uh you do have to bring headphones because yeah. they don't provide them because it's a sanitary thing yeah but you can bring headphones and you can actually plug in and listen to well it. that's one of them covid there things well it i mean that was I'm, a sanit that was a sanitary <laughs> issue before covid they I wouldn't let, they wouldn't get I out headphones somebody else's headphones no I, I'll, I'll bring my own but anyway guys i i just wanted to bring that up because that caught my attention there at the end, and I, I was curious because you know, like I said, I do know people who who have mental disabilities, but physically, some of them have been driving on their own land forever. Yep, <laughs> they can do it. It's always possible. Yeah. So I mean, there's got to be something there for that, but I I didn't know the rules and regulations 
behind that. But now I kind of do. There you go. So, guys, I think we're going to end this one here. Yeah. We just finished the subchapter. Uh, we're getting close to our 30-minute time. So we hope you're enjoying this. We're almost through this series, and then we'll be moving on to some more lighthearted and yeah. funny stuff again. Uh, just stick with us. This is an important subject, and we do want to get out as much information after about this, it as we can. After this, guys, we'll be covering the majority of like gaming news and some funny and stuff, some things politic like that. type stuff. Uh, we won't dive in hard. We'll just be joking around politics, but we will we will cover gaming and politics after this. The reason we're covering this is just because it was laid on my heart to do it, and I've felt like we should for years now, so that's why we're doing it. So, without anything else, guys, we hope you enjoy. God bless y'all, and, and thanks for uh, thanks for being here for your daily dose of reality. Yeah.